And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is Jake Jacobson. It's nice to have you here. Oh, hello. How are you? Good, good. And uh, Bruce Hempel, an old buddy. <laughs> Bruce, it's great to have you here. Glad to be here. You know, uh, Jake got here first, and he walked up to the door. I looked at the door. I thought, who are you? <laughs> I realized we've never met before, so it's a pleasure uh, having you both here. Um, today we're talking about prison ministry. Both of you are involved with the Kairos Prison Ministry. Now, what's the origin of that name exactly? The uh, name Kairos Prison Ministry it comes from the Greek word kairos, which is a word meaning time, a special time for something to happen. Mm. Uh, clock time is chronos, but special time for something to happen is kairos. Oh, okay. And in the... Uh, Bible, the word that says at just the right time, God sent his son at, at the right time, he sent his son to be born. That word is kairos. Okay. And so we believe that when we go into the prison, it's going to be a special time for something to happen. Mm, perfect. You gave me a little write-up here. I see that, that the Kairos Prison Ministry International started in Florida in 1978. It was a, a three-day short course in Christianity. There were three-day movements called Tres Dias, Walk to Emmaus, Vida Nueve. And uh, all this leads up to what we're going to talk about today, and that is the prison ministry. You fellas are involved with actually going into prisons. Is that right? Absolutely. How do you get into a prison? Uh, Not that I really want to, (laughs) but I mean... um, Well, uh, there's two ways. One is to commit a felony. (laughs) All right. The other is to get approved as a uh, volunteer by your state prison system, uh, New York Uh State Department of Corrections, in our case. And that involves uh, a certain level of uh, of being vetted and uh, filling out quite a lot of forms and then uh, some training. Mm. Okay, so it's it's not done uh, without some careful planning and training. Jake, do you go into the prisons also? Yeah, I go inside as well. Uh, because of my job, I'm not able to serve weekly like Bruce does, mm-hmm. but I uh, attend several weekends a year, and I also serve at two different prisons. Mm. I was out in the field yesterday doing some technical work, and I was coming back from the Albany area, and we happened to take a, a road that traveled past the Kaksaki facility. And I'm just looking down the list here, and I see that Bruce, you serve in Kuksaki. Yes, uh, Jake and I both serve in Kuksaki. I also serve in another prison that's adjacent to Kuksaki called Green Correctional. Hmm. Uh, Kuksaki is a maximum security prison. The men there have long sentences generally. Green is a medium Hmm. with a lot of young prisoners. Uh, 50% are under 21, 70% are under 25. And uh, it's a, being a medium, uh, the sentences are shorter. There's uh, uh, more turnover because of that. They're going to go home mm-hmm. sooner. Mm-hmm. Let's dive right in. What's it like coming in? I suppose your day is on and you come in, and what do you do there? What's involved for us is uh, a program where we offer a three-day or four-day, depending on how you count it. It's three elapsed days. It's from Thursday afternoon to Sunday afternoon. That is 12-hour days in prison. Mm. 
in which we present the basics of Christianity. Uh, we do that uh, once a year in Kaksaki, once a year in Green. Uh, ideally, we do it twice a year, but sometimes the facility won't give you as much time as you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that's a kind of a thing to draw men to the Lord or draw men into the Kairos ministry itself, which tries to encourage men to build trusting relationships in which they share their walk with the Lord, and it helps them to stay focused and following the Lord. Hmm. Uh, and we encourage them to do this for life, not just while they're locked up, but when they get free, that they would continue to find similar brotherhood uh, support groups. Hmm. Now, that's not the whole ministry. That's the beginning of a person coming into Kairos quite often. But beyond that, we have a weekly uh, meeting on a different night of the week, depending on the facility, that is uh, called a prayer and share. We pray together. We have some time of singing and worship. Then we have uh, a short sharing by an outside volunteer. And then we have we break into small groups where we do that sharing I was just talking about. It's not so much to talk about the talk, but to talk about the walk, what's been going mm-hmm. on in your life in the recent week. That's good. And then also, like Jake mentioned, we have uh, monthly reunions that are once a month in the prison. They tend to be a bit longer. They go for up to six hours. Mm. I was thinking about this uh, discussion today prior to coming into the studio, and some scripture came to mind. I'm, I'm sure it, it's on top of your, your heads all the time, but it's this section from Matthew 25 where the Lord tells us, um, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. I'm thinking that you fellows probably have pondered that verse many times, and you realize that as you're ministering to these men in prison, you know the blessing of the Lord, and it's, it's like ministering to the Lord himself. That is actually our uh, primary verse that the program is based on. Mm. And uh, it is uh, it is quite a challenge, actually. <laughs> and I'm thinking, too, that some people in prison probably didn't think they'd ever be there. A know? lot of them think that. You know, and, and I'm also thinking because um, we're all sinners, uh, It's but for the grace of God that, that we're here in the studio today and, and not in that same prison cell. We're, we're all guilty before a, a holy God. Now, uh, Bruce, uh, how do you keep going? I remember you. Not, people don't know this, but you and I both worked at IBM. Yes. And up until about 2009, and all of a sudden uh, we came in one day and we, we found out, oops, we don't work here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I've been working here doing broadcasting. You've been working in uh, pastor, elder in a church, and uh, doing the prison ministry. And I'm just thinking, uh, you must be pretty busy. 
Yeah, I'm uh, very busy, and mm. uh, since my layoff, I've been much more busy in the prison ministry. Mm. I got involved in Kairos in 2000, and uh, partly it was uh, the Lord leading in response to that verse. I was uh, praying about that verse one day. I said, Lord, I'm trying to help the poor. I'm trying to help the sick, uh, mostly through giving. And I said, I'm doing all these things except this one about prisoners. I don't know what I can do to help a prisoner. And the Lord quickly answered that. It wasn't originally Kairos. It was another answer to that prayer of helping a prisoner. And then uh, down a year or two later, I found myself doing my first Kairos. And I remember being very impressed with what I saw happen at the, by the end of a long weekend, my mm-hmm. first long weekend in prison. I had gone into that saying... I don't know about this. Uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> he was a little nervous being in prison. And uh, by the end of the weekend, I wasn't nervous. And I, I said, uh, if, I want to see if these wonderful things really last, if they're just yeah. a high. And uh, I said, I'm going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time, I was still working for IBM, so I couldn't come back for the weekly prayer and share. My, my work was too far away. So um, I made it a point to do the monthly reunions, hmm. and over that year, and uh, then I did another long weekend, I saw that uh, some of the men who had made professions of faith just dropped away. I saw that others made a profession of faith and began to follow the Lord. And I said, well, you know, maybe a third were really solid, and then a third were sporadic, and a third were not seen again. I said, wow, this is tremendous. I mean, it would be worth it for one, but what I've seen here is is really happening. Mm, mm. So after I did my second one, I said, well, I'm going to try it again, and I'm still trying it again. (laughs) 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 Now it's not a question of whether I'll do it again. It's just a a part of my life. That's neat. That was a question I had, and that is um, these men come to your study or fellowship, and is it going to last? And so it it's um, kind of a variety, I guess. Uh, with some, they they stay with the stuff, and and the Lord has truly worked in their heart, drawn them and given them new life in Christ. What do some of these men do um, when they come to the end of their time? Um, it's time to leave prison. Any information about those who have come to Christ and now are on the outside? We actually have several graduates, we call them, uh, who have gone through the program and have been released. Mm. And uh, fortunately, several of them have actually come to Christ in a big way. Mm. We have one of the earlier formerly gang leaders in the Kaksaki prison is now working with youth in the Denver region. That's beautiful. And has really turned his life around. We have others who have worked with uh, some youth in this region as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, several of the, the long-term graduates really have turned their lives around and it's made them a, a useful part of the community instead of just uh, you know the guy mm. who got out that we have to figure out what to do with him mm. yeah statistics have shown that uh prisoners who become involved with kairos on a consistent basis uh have a much lower recidivism rate than uh those who do not mm-hmm. and that's because this program does work if you continue to work it if you yeah. continue to have regular Christian fellowship and uh, prayer together, it will keep you on the path that's uh, a good path. Mm, yeah. 
I guess there's it's kind of similar that way and those of us who are not in prison uh, we need fellowship we need to stay in the word and we need to repent of our sins when we do sin and uh, seek God's forgiveness um, today we're talking about the prison ministry in the studio is Jake Jacobson and Bruce Hempel and uh, this is a real privilege for me to find out about this Kairos ministry I'm wondering, fellas, how has this changed your own life? You've kind of uh, maybe covered that already. It's had to have a profound uh, effect on you. I know for me it's had a tremendously profound change in my life. Uh, I've known the Lord for a long time, but I can point to tremendous changes that came to me when I got involved with prison ministry. It's given me a much more compassion for people in trouble. Mm. It's given me uh, just a larger heart, a heart of love for others. And it's taken away from me a tendency to judge other people. It's helped me to look at someone and say, well, you know, Mm. uh, I can't judge them because I haven't lived what they've lived. And that's that's the Lord's job, not mine. Uh, Another thing that's really come into my life through the ministry itself is a tremendous blessing of fellowship because Mm -hmm. Kairos is different than many prison ministries. Most prison ministries, I had done a little bit in other things before, tend to be one person going in doing a Bible study or maybe uh, uh, two people going in, a musician and a speaker. Uh, With Kairos, we tend to go in with uh, larger groups of men. Our, Our large weekend will go in with 30 to 40 men. Okay. And we've worked together for weeks to prepare. And then uh, our ongoing weekly and monthly ministries, we tend to go in with anywhere between five to a dozen men uh, reaching in. So we're having a lot of fellowship with each other as well as with the men themselves inside. Very good. And that's been a very growth uh, opportunity for me. It seems also that, that it helps um, a prisoner see that it's not just um, – a one-off. You've got a whole group of men here that love Christ yeah, and are there because they love the prisoners. And that, that's got to make a difference. Um, prison ministry. Um, what, are, what are some of the downsides? What's hard about it? What's, what's any negatives? Um, and it was all quiet. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, as, a, as a relative newcomer, I, I've served off and on less frequently than Bruce has and um, because I come in more infrequently it's nice to see the guys who have stuck with it but then you wonder about the one or two that you thought you really made an impression on and they're no longer around. It breaks your heart. Yeah it does, it breaks your heart and uh, also the um, you you start to realize you know you are saying earlier you know that we're all sinners, You you realize that the only thing between you and them in a lot of cases is that they got caught. They got caught, yes. And uh, This is very sobering. Yeah. We're, we're getting to something really, really uh, the real stuff here, that um, God sees you uh, in your secret closet, as it were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you cannot hide from him, no matter what you do, think, say, um He's got a record of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and someday, you know, like it says in the scriptures, the books were open, and also that book of life. Yeah, and also during the weekend, you're, um, we give talks during the weekend, and a lot of the subjects that we talk about are very personal. 
Mm. And we find that a lot of the team members are so blessed by the weekend because they have to put this talk together. In a lot of cases, they end up confessing their own sin and are healed as a result of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, um, you gave me something to read here ahead of time. You mentioned a friend of yours, Ernie. Can you tell us a little bit about your friend who, who passed on? Ernie Schultes and I really hit it off on my first weekend. Ernie is a musician extraordinaire. He plays almost everything, but he specializes in Celtic music. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when I was on the first weekend, he told me this uh, little story, which I, I can't tell nearly as elegantly as <laughs> Ernie did. But it, the gist of it is that um, once he had a true relationship with Jesus, uh, he felt the pull of the Great Commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. But he also said, you know, I, I'm a family man. I've got a family to support. I have to earn my living. Mm. And it would be great to go to someplace in Africa, perhaps, and spend a week in real hardcore mission work. But for a lot of us in the States, it's impractical. Right. And um, he heard this calling from uh, from some of the earlier Cairo's people, and they said, well, how would you like to serve all nations, all ethnic groups, and all financial backgrounds, and really do the Great Commission, but only have to travel about an hour? Mm. (laughs) So true. And he said, okay, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) And Ernie now uh, is with our Lord. Yeah. Yeah, he actually Uh. continued his ministry. He moved out to... Washington State and continued ministry with Mm -hmm. uh, First Nations Mm -hmm. and Native Americans and served in prison there as well before he passed on. It's a blessed story. Um, That's that's one of the things I'd like to say is uh, I have seen men who volunteer in in Kairos. Now it's been 15 years uh, that I've been in it. I've seen men who volunteer in Kairos grow so much spiritually. Uh, I remember thinking on some of my first Kairos teams, wow, there's a lot of weak Christians here. <laughs> but I've seen us grow, <laughs> including yes. myself in that. Yes. And uh, I've come to see that when you serve the Lord in some way, you grow. It's not just listening to sermons. No. And uh, especially when you serve in a way that is uh, spiritually concerned for another person, which prison ministry, that's what it's all about. It's not type of thing where you're mowing the lawn or you're uh, repairing the church building. It's the kind of thing where you're sitting down with someone who's gone through something and you're listening and loving that person mm-hmm. and then praying for them and you're oft- when you're not there and share a few things that helped you and help them. Uh, I've seen men grow from this so much. Uh, I'm a pastor and most of the men in my church have served in Kairos now. I encourage it greatly. And I've seen for all of them, it's helped them to be a better father, helped them to be a better uh, brother in the church. Uh, It's just helped Mm. them grow spiritually in great ways. It's neat. Now, I suppose somebody's out there right now thinking, uh, you know, I'd kind of like to get involved and help out this Kairos group here. Uh, I'd like to go on a trip here with Bruce or Jake into the prison and and help out. Um, How would they get in touch with you guys, Uh, how does that work? We, uh, I am actually uh, in a new position within the Kairos Prison Ministry. I am uh, doing outreach work for the prison. Hmm. So uh, you can actually contact me by phone or, or at least leave voicemail at 
657-1801. And uh, if you want to involve a larger group, like if your church wants to take on a mission, uh, I will actually come in person, and we'll probably bring some other team members. Mm -hmm. We can provide either an entire service, a worship service, or we can do a short message during the program, or we'll come to your men's group or women's group. Very good. So that number again, and get your pen out, get ready to mark it down. It's area code 845-657-1801. And uh, that's your number, Jake? That is my phone number. Yeah, very good. So um, don't all call at once. (laughs) Just kidding. But uh, please, call Jake. The last time we did a radio spot like this, we had someone call the studio before the pr- show was over, <laughs> and that person is uh, one of our regular volunteers now. So well, that's neat. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's very neat, yes. Suppose somebody wants to donate a gift to the ministry and help out in that very tangible way. How would, how would they do that? Who would they make the check out to? Where, do, where would it get mailed to? They could uh, write a check and mail it out to... The following address, uh, North Hudson Kairos, that's uh, K-A-I-R-O-S, P.O. Box 950, Saugerties, New York, 12477. And they would make the check out to KPMI, which is uh, the initials of Kairos Prison Ministry International. But that's a lot to write, so (laughs) KPMI is what they like to see on the subject line. All right, so make it out to KPMI, mail it to North Hudson Kairos, P.O. Box 950, Saugerties, New York, 12477. All right, very good. You can also go online to kpmifoundation.org, and there is a button on there to donate, and they will accept credit card payments, or you. there's instructions there to mail the payments in as well. Okay, so that's kpmifoundation.org. Yes. Okay, that's helpful. Well, this is exciting, what the Lord is doing through you men and other men like you. Uh, the ministry is Kairos. It's a prison ministry. Um, we mentioned where you have been working. Uh, we mentioned um, Kaksaki. Uh, Green, are there other prisons in our area, perhaps, that you have visited and worked in? Well, I actually also serve in Schwangunk Prison, Mm. and we actually have openings uh, for other prisons in the region. We've actually used to minister in more prisons, but due to various reasons, including uh, the difficulty in finding volunteers and funding, we've Ah. been moved out of some prisons, and we have new prisons, for example, Eastern uh, is very interested in having a program, but in order to do that, we have to come up with a whole new team. Okay, that's how it works. Yeah, it makes sense. So, uh, when you mention needs for the Kairos ministry, uh, I would say that our biggest need is volunteers. Okay. We would be glad to have more men who will serve, but we can also use uh, volunteers who are not men in different ways. Uh, there's a sister ministry we have. It's called Kairos Outside. And that provides a gospel uh, retreat weekend for f- adult female relatives of incarcerated men. So a man in prison might get touched by the Lord and he wants his wife or his yes. mother or his daughter or his aunt to uh, 
attend as long as they're adults, uh, I think over 18. They can go on a, a full-paid weekend in which there'll be similar content to what they learned inside the prison. So the whole family is suffering when a man is uh, locked up, and this is a way for the blessing to reach into his family on the outside. So we have uh, uh, Christian women who are on that weekend. Women minister to women, men minister to men. Mm. And so we have the teams that go into the prison are male, and the teams that uh, do this Kairos outside are women. Uh, We used to be able to do uh, bake cookies and bring cookies into the prison. Most prisons don't allow that now. Some mm-hmm. do. I think okay. Shawangunk does. Shawangunk still allows us to bring in meals and cookies. Okay. Yeah. And then um, we certainly covet people's prayers. Every time we have a weekend, we have a 24-hour around-the-clock prayer vigil mm. where volunteers sign up to pray for an hour. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's another way to serve. Mm. And then, of course, uh, giving is another need of the ministry. But I would say the the biggest need is for volunteers. Volunteers. Now, we're just about out of time for our discussion today. We've been talking about the Kairos Prison Ministry. Perhaps the Lord has been nudging you to become involved and help these men. Um, The number to call, and you'll talk with Jake here, is area code 845-657-1801. And uh, one of the little write-ups you gave me, gentlemen, has this sentence really caught my eye. It says, the incarcerated will eventually get out. They will eventually settle in your community. They will eventually affect you personally in some way. Would you rather they spend their time learning how to be a better criminal or how to be a member in the body of Christ? It's a lot to think about there. That's, that's, that's profound. Uh, our Lord wrote something in the book of Hebrews, and he said, Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. So our Lord's heart is definitely with the prisoner. And uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you very much today for coming to the studio and sharing with us. Oh, we thank you for letting us be here. (laughs) Thank you, Dan. And uh, the gentlemen here are Bruce Hempel and Jake Jacobson. Hey, this entire broadcast is up on our website. Check it out. We're found at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. Please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. <laughs> 